Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to 17 Questions, the podcast where we ask 17 weird and wonderful questions to a guest weird and wonderful enough to join us. This week on the podcast, we have me, Luke Franks. Uh, hello. Thanks very much, Leighton, for having me on. Um, I am, a, this is the thing, I don't really know what my job is, is the, is the honest truth, but uh, let's go with presenter and creator, because they're buzzwords aren't they and they yeah it, hopefully <laughs> very much indeed i i like how uh creators become this like all-purpose seasoning of like titles. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not fully sure just say creator everyone's creating something so yeah it's very true we're creating something right yeah now. right now magic okay to kick things off would you like a weird question or a wonderful question glad you asked uh let's get weird please if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family think you had done? It's a good question. Um, I reckon, see, I'm, I, I sort of try and hide it, but I'm really bad at directions. Like, I, I regularly, even in my genuine adult years, uh, get on the wrong trains to the wrong places, go places I've been many times, I will still not know where they are. And it's, you try and have the conversation with people and it's embarrassing because... They, um, they're like, but you're an adult, can't you? How, why can't you do directions? And that's just a bit of my brain that just doesn't work. So imagine it would be for like ending up in the wrong place at the wrong time and causing a, causing a ruckus somehow, but all like by accident. Yeah. Is there no like usage of any like uh, maps app or anything like that? Or is that just oh, yeah, like, sure. like you think that would solve it 100%, but, but no, because I don't know what it is. I often I get annoyed that places, there's places with the same name, aren't there on the maps? Like why, yeah. why have people called places the same name? That's annoying. So I've been to like other cities in other places, hours <laughs> away from each other. Um, I've been on a tube when it went at, to the end of the line at the end of the night and went into its little train house and I got stuck in that. And no way. An important person had to come and rescue me. So I imagine that's where like the police would get involved at that sort of stage. You know, I'd have to be rescued and or something like that. So yeah, it's it is a, it's a problem. But I sort of tend to not mention it. And if I go on a date or like an important job, I'll, I'll do a recce before I go. Often, like I'll go to the place like a day before. Oh, okay. Because I need to know where it is. Otherwise, I won't find it. So it's yeah, it's problematic, but it's, it's fine. So the arrest is like just ending up somewhere that you shouldn't be, like off limits, let's say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It'd be more of a rescue than an arrest, I reckon. But, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, good start. Um, would you like now a weird or wonderful? Um, let's mix it up. Let's have a wonderful one, please. So, uh, uh, as you've mentioned, and I'm sure as people know you as, uh, primarily as a presenter, so I thought I would ask you, who has been the most interesting person you've had the pleasure of interviewing thus far? Good question. Uh, most interesting person? Um, I mean, on the stupid sort of end of the scale, I interviewed Kermit the Frog uh, for the Muppets movie, which was, which was interesting because just seeing, I don't want to ruin the magic, but just seeing how it happened, how the interview happens with Kermit was was confusing uh but but great uh it's really weird because you're sat like in, in these junket rooms so you walk in and there's there's some like very serious sort of pr people who are you know generally annoyed at everything before you're in the room because you've only got five minutes and time is money and everything so they're like hello yep sit down here we go we're gonna start in five and but there's a guy on so kermit's there so he's your you have to look at him obviously but there's a guy on, a, on like a flatbeds trolley who's got his hands up kermit um, who's obviously moving it and doing the voice. So you, like, you know he's there, so you want to talk to him, but obviously they can, you can't talk to him because you're supposed to be talking to Kermit. Uh, so yeah, it's all very confusing and very strange and serious and like completely ridiculous in the same moment, you know? Yeah, it seems like all semblance of a movie magic is, is, is dead yeah. in such a scenario. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you like a weird or wonderful? I'll have a weird, please. Okay. Uh, if you could invite three people, dead or alive, on a hot air balloon ride, who would you bring? Wow, never been on a hot air balloon, so already excited about the prospect of that. Um, I, who would I love to, to chat to? Um, do you know who I think is interesting? Darren Brown, just mm. because like, he's been banned from all casinos in the world, which is ridiculous when he's, you know, like he, he's not a superhuman person. Like he's just, he just understands the human mind, obviously, like... And you know, subconscious stuff. And I think you'd have an amazing chat with him. And he'd, he'd be stuck in a hot air balloon, so he'd have to answer your questions, which I think would be good. Um, he'd be an interesting person to have um, in there. Uh, who else would I choose? Mm, I'd probably choose someone just for for the lols. Like, I I find Gemma Collins quite irritating. Oh my but God. I think I'd love to have just like a real conversation with her about like the world to see what she actually thinks. Do you know what I mean, like. Like mm -hmm. outside of her reality world, Darren Brown and Gemma Collins, I think would be quite good. And then uh, one more, what I don't know, um, who else could we have? Maybe, I mean, get Amber in there, it's classic, everyone knows it. But you know, you, you could do like a live stream from the balloon with Amber and Collins. I think that, that would do views, that would do numbers, wouldn't it? That's what people want to see. So, <laughs> yeah, I would be interested to see how they would like interact with each other, like Darren Brown would like put an illusion on Gemma Collins. Was were yeah. we ever in a hot air balloon to begin with? Yeah. Amber would be you probably have seen it all, he's probably done loads of hot air balloons, so yeah. just chuck to the chase, ask the big questions. But that is it, that is three people who I'm pretty sure will never be in the same room. So get in my hot solid. air balloon, please. Solid picks. <laughs> Quite an uh, eclectic bunch. Yeah. Well, you already know what I'm going to ask you. Would you like a weird or wonderful? Um, I'll have another weird one, please. I enjoyed that okay. one. What's some insider knowledge that only people in your line of work have? Good question. I, I think, like, the word talent is used in an, in an interesting way, I think, because I don't think anyone really has, ta you know, is born with talent. You might be born with, like, a... Uh, predisposition to be good at something but like maybe you have you know if if you're 
seven foot tall, then you're probably going to be better at basketball than someone who's maybe five foot tall. But beyond like those little things, I think people use talent like they, it, it, once you get good at something, people are like, oh, you're so talented. And it's like, well, not really. It's just that you've worked for a long time and, you know, like um, earned your stripes and, and, and put in the effort that you become talented. And, and also the industry is like, like in life in general, it doesn't always reward the most talented people. Like there's amazing musicians who technically can play the piano probably better than anyone else, but um, they won't necessarily be the most famous musician in the world. It's, so I think understanding that has was something that I kind of worked out along the way. And you can use that to your advantage in some ways in that you, you can be less harsh on yourself if, you know, if a job isn't perfect and you can, you know, you can work out what your strengths are and or areas of interest that other people aren't doing and capitalize on them. You don't have to be the best person in the room to have a successful and interesting yeah. career, I think. So yeah, that'd be something that is, I think people assume it's like an impossible thing, but actually anyone can learn to present, create or whatever generally, I think. I think it's like interesting in terms of like how people maybe like conceptualize because like, I suppose because you don't see like the work being put in, so to speak, you can almost mm. just like assume as though they were like born with it. Maybe it's easier or it like gives people an excuse to like not try or something. It's like, I can never do X, Y, and Z. Right. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's very true as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, would you like a weird or wonderful? I'll have a wonderful one, please, Leighton. Okie dokie. Like countdown, isn't it? <laughs> yeah um okay well obviously you do like bits of uh like presenting and things you're seemingly like a very fashionable uh boy um oh, well, thank you you're welcome um and so i was just wondering what for you would you say is your favorite creative outlet and not necessarily out of the two because i'm almost certain that you do like a whole myriad of things also mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so i do a, a, a whole load of different stuff like i've learned that you know, I, I don't, I don't work well doing the same thing. So I'm, I get most excited about new projects. So over my career, so I'm a, I'm a presenter. So I do, I do some TV. I do a, a show on ITV, um, a kids show, which I've done for many years. And then I do a lot of adult stuff around music, pop music. Often. So I did like the X Factor behind the scenes and the voice and um, various other things in that world, the Brits and stuff. And then um, recently, I've written a kid's book, which has been another kind of adventure in a different direction. And then the kind of online creative stuff. So Instagram, I did kind of fashion-y stuff. TikTok, I do like sketches and comedy stuff. So it's all, and that's, it's kind of good and bad for different reasons. Like I think sometimes if you, if you're in a niche and you just smash that niche really well, you will grow and, and the algorithm will reward you if it's really obvious what you do. Whereas I find it difficult to grow numbers apart from TikTok, but numbers because I think the algorithms don't really know what I am because I work on lots of different things. The flip side is that if one of those things drops out or, you know, like the algorithm changes or something like that, you can, you can rely on some of the other elements of your career that you can kind of pick up and run with them for a bit. But yeah, your question was, what do I enjoy the most? What, what's your, what's your favorite creative favorite, yeah. out of all of them? Um, yeah, it is different because the sort of boring answer is different, you know, positives of each one. But I think, I think it probably is the, at the minute, it's definitely TikTok because it's, it's, you know, like people say, it is the one kind of nice corner left of the internet, um, which is not obviously really completely true, but it, but it is, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun. You can be silly and you get rewarded for it, especially at the minute and part of that time because TikTok's still quite new, but you know, you can just, you can really just be yourself and get views and that's, that's great. Whereas I think Instagram has become, you know, as we all know, like very showy and very, um, what's the word like, yeah, just, 
people's you know best bits as we all know but tiktok is is just fun and that's what original internet was and i think i'd missed that so i think at the minute it's definitely creating on tiktok yeah it does seem like tiktok is kind of like filling that like gap in the market so to speak because yeah the internet is a very often what often can be like a very shouty place so to have this kind of like one designated area i'm sure there are others too but like yeah as you say is this like fun kind of be yourself that kind of thing yeah yeah which is good for sure and then and i i didn't do it under my name for ages because i felt like a little bit embarrassed you know some of the stuff was i was just trying stuff out you know but then actually that's what, and then when you get the numbers it's like oh you know your account's good because you've got <laughs> you don't need to be big to to create on tiktok so and yeah. grow so it's cool resetting the uh, the balance you know it's not just big numbers winning everything it's new people showcasing new people which is cool yeah that is really good because i like a lot of platforms can get kind of like stagnated or kind of like they plateau in terms of who their main people are so to speak so i can't see how yeah. like growing and uh, rising and falling is good i think yeah okay would you like a weird or wonderful um please can i have a weird question later sure thing I guess it's perhaps is weird depending on your answer. What was the last thing you took a photo of? Oh, um, going on the camera roll as we speak. Let's get into here. Um, it's a picture of my dog. He's called Goose. He's a white staffy. And at night, well, last night he collected all of his toys. He has a, a pig and a monkey and a squeaky chicken leg um, toy. And he, before he goes to sleep, he massages them. He puts it in his mouth and he massages them and then he falls asleep to it like that, which is, which is cute. So that's, that's that is cute. Picture in my camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's a, yeah, important part of my life for sure. That's, that's sweet. I just thought back to, uh, as well. I mean, it's not super related. I just wanted to give the opportunity because you mentioned in your, like doing a whole bunch of things. I was like, cause you mentioned that you, uh, had written a book. And so I was like, Plug the book. Tell the audience <laughs> what the name is. Well, it's yet to be officially released, but um, I'll say it anyway, because it's, it's this week we're, we're doing it. It's, um, it's called Jamie McFlair versus the boy band Generator. And it's a, it's a story about these four girls who like love an internet boy band. And they get invited on a talent show, which is run by an evil music mogul. And he uh, has created every boy band that you've ever heard of in his boy band generator machine in his basement and his boy band always win the talent show um, but basically the internet boy band are rising up so he throws a big party and steals all the talents of all the boy bands to make a new one but uh because he's recycled all the talents it goes wrong and um yeah and the girls have to take him down basically that's the it's quite it's quite mad but it's uh yeah it's a middle grade <laughs> no, novel so sort of eight to uh, 11 12 yeah and it uh, comes out in march but yeah um, well to the audience listening be on the lookout for that because yeah it sounds yeah. very like interesting and despite it being for like a somewhat young audience it has like kind of like dystopian themes about it too right yeah there's a lot about social media and hopefully it's, it's funny like whatever age you are like we've really tried to you know if, if you're whatever age you'll find bits that you relate to that are funny and, and yeah there's a lot of social media stuff there's a lot of looking at the music industry and just being like some of this is stupid you know like not real and yeah um and how like the internet and you know people online are really starting to just take hold of the world in a good way you know the old systems are are being blown out of water and, and you know like people are making stuff in their bedroom and the, the internet's winning in a good way so that, that's cool yeah i'm i'm definitely agree there gone are the days of uh the gatekeepers so to speak. yes absolutely 
Would you like a weird or wonderful? Let's go wonderful for this one. Okay, so what mind-blowing fact amazes you every time you hear it? Mind-blowing fact. Um, okay, yeah, this is a good one. So you know you can only, like if I was to ask you how many times you can fold a piece of paper, like what most people sort of know the answers, it's usually like eight times. If you had like a, an A4 sheet of paper, you can fold it in half once and again, and then it gets kind of too hard to fold, however big the paper is. But if you could fold the piece of paper 50 times, how big do you think it would be from like, you know, from top to bottom, if you fold it, fold it, how, how big do you think that would be roughly? Is this going to be something so like wildly absurd that it's like um, the, I don't know, like the diameter of the earth or something like that? Yeah, right. So like it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it stretches to the sun. Oh my God. If you, if you fold it 50 times. And it's because of like exponential growth, which humans are really bad at, at like computing. And you saw it with all the like coronavirus stuff where the difference between like boring, but like the R number being like one in three was that it grows exponentially. It was so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like an interesting concept when you think about social media or, you know, you think about understanding you know, money or anything. Like if you can gradually, often like when you're working on something, especially if it's, let's say it's TikTok or whatever, you, you're putting out videos and you get a few followers and it doesn't feel like much. And for a month, it probably won't feel like much, but by month two, by month three, it starts compounding and like it can begin to grow exponentially. And then you get rewarded for that early work much later, but a lot of people drop out at that point where they don't see an immediate change after like 10 days or whatever. So yeah, um, it's uh, yes, sort of not quite the same, but you know, like gradual accumulation is the way to, 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 to build followers. Yeah. And stuff. I know. I completely get that. And I think, hang on, there's, I think it's called like the, uh, there's two ways that you can describe. I think it's called like the Matthew principle, which is supposedly a thing from like the Bible. It's something that's like all the, to those that have everything, all that will be given and to all those have nothing, everything will be taken. And like, you're supposed to be this idea of like, the the more you have, the easier it is to have more and more, so to speak. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think I butchered the quote ever so slightly, but I hopefully it's. No, I understand what you mean for sure. Yeah, that is, that is true. And it's, there's a good and bad side to that, of course, but um, like we were in a world where it's like instant gratification a lot. And I think, I think understanding that slow accumulation is, is and having you know, a longer sort of time horizon, whether that's like your whole career or whether it's the project you want to achieve or whatever is, I think, the way to go because it's very rare that you hear a lottery win, but you see people who look like they have all the time, whereas slow accumulation is, is the way, I think. Yeah, another way of putting it, and I think I've heard this from uh, comedians, is uh, what is something like it takes twenty years to be an overnight success because again, right. like people yeah. don't see the, the the time put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Would you like a weird or wonderful? Let's go one more wonderful, and then we'll we'll flip it to a weird. Okay, that's okay. right. Yeah, that works for me. Um, what would you say is your most defining moment? What is the most quintessential Luke Frank's moment? Would you say? Wow, that is a good question. I don't know if I can pick out a moment because I don't, I don't think there was a moment where it all changed really. Like we we're talking about, I think it was. It's been so slow building that there almost hasn't been a moment where that's happened. And like, if we're talking about career and stuff, but I think there was definitely a moment where I found it with TikTok. Like, I've as lots of people do. Everyone does struggle with what people think, especially online, especially on different platforms. So, like on Instagram, you know. You, I imagine you've got your friends and you've got some work colleagues who you care about their opinions because, you know, maybe they'll employ you in the future or maybe you've got your partner or whoever it is or like, you know, like 
my girlfriend's mum's on Instagram. So I know she's going to see everything that I post. So in my head, it's like you just create these kind of reactions from them that are like, you know, if, if you don't look good or you do something silly, that's, you know, they'll think you're weird or whatever. Whereas recently having done TikTok and I did do it under my name, I just felt so free that like, I don't care what anyone thinks, which is hard, obviously in practice to do. But, um, and I grew so much. I've been like plugging away on Instagram for, for years and had success in there and whatever to a point, but, and partly where the platform is, it's saturated now, so it is really hard to grow on Instagram versus TikTok, which is a new platform. But that aside, just being able to embrace experimentation. And like, I read this um, amazing study, which again, I'm going to butcher how it was actually done, but they basically took a test subject, two, two test subjects, so person A and person B, and they, neither of them were very good at art, but they, person A, they asked to spend the whole day trying to draw the perf- the best drawing of like a dog they could, right? So spend the whole day on this, on this drawing and, and really trying to like, craft the best one. And for person B in the same experiment over one day as well, they said, draw as many dogs as you can. Just draw, keep drawing them over and over again. And at the end of the day, they assess whose were better. And like your kind of natural reaction, for, oh, the guy who spent the whole day in one drawing would have, have the better drawing of a dog. Whereas actually it was the person who just repeated loads of drawings amongst like the hundreds he did. One of them was really, really good. And that same principle for content, I think it's true where like for a long time, I was like, I, I would only put stuff out if I was, I thought it was really funny or I thought it was, it was really perfect because I thought that, you know, that boss at that company or whatever was going to maybe see it. And so I want them to see my best work. Whereas uh, once I flipped the switch to just putting out loads of stuff, obviously you want to make it good. Like, but you will, people forget very quickly about, and about old you know videos that you know maybe weren't hilarious or whatever. But if you, build the numbers and you be kind of begin to, to, to build whatever following, whatever it is. I think that was the moment I was like, do you know what? Great. That's, I get it now. Like, and I think that's the way to do it. If you're interested in building social following and creating. I, I totally agree. And I, I hope uh, for the people that are listening, because I feel like, like, uh, what would you say? Like the thematically, there's a bit of like, there's a bit of like a slow burn kind of iterative game. So I would just hope that like, if people are, in the creative industry or trying to be creative so it's like i don't know it feels vaguely inspirational to me like this idea of just like keep going at it i think yeah it's quite yeah. pep talky it's nice yeah and not to be like obviously you know don't work hard on, on, a, on a project it's gonna be great like obviously there's creative merit to that as well but you know if you want i think if you want to practically exist creating and you know numbers as much as we don't want to focus on them for those reasons like there is an element of it that's useful to have for end up being paid for your creative work if you want to be a creator so with that in mind i think not being too perfectionist is might be a useful useful thing it is useful for me to learn for sure yeah definitely agreed there uh you said you wanted a weird hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Next, right? Yes, please. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. If you could know the absolute truth to one question, what question would you ask? Uh, really classic, but but I do. I sat down when we were filming the other other day, and like I, you always had this question as a kid, but you're like, as an adult, it still boggles me the same amount. It's like, what the hell are we all doing? We're flying through space on a on a planet. Nobody can explain how we got here. Nobody knows what we're doing. What is going on? And like, I know that sounds really silly and the obvious answer, but I do have moments where I'm just like. Why, what, what the hell is going on? Do you know what I mean? And that could be useful as well because it, when you get, you know, like stuck in your own brain and stuck in your own future possibilities of what's going to happen and what bad things are going to happen or, or whatever, you know, like it's quite good sometimes to just be like, well, that person you're jealous of on Instagram because they've got a nice house or whatever. Like, ultimately, I mean this in the nicest way, no one's going to remember them, who they are or anything about them in like 50 years. So literally doesn't really matter. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a question that I floats around in my head just all the time. And like, you can, you can have that conversation with a kid and you can really connect with them because like everything they're saying is right as well because they're like, you know, why are we all here? No adult can, with all their life experience and all their like, you know, thinking that they've grown as a person. Everything. Nobody can answer that question. So we're all in the same boat in, the, in a nice way, you know, it's all, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it definitely made uh, sense. It's kind of, yeah, it is kind of, so this is a fairly like existential question to like yeah. in terms of like for you then because of like you kind of have to live life with some value or purpose. What do you think it is for yeah. you that you've conjured up for yourself? Maybe there isn't an inherent meaning to life, so to speak. But what do you think you've put at the top for you? Yeah, it is. It's a really good question, isn't it? Because like you rarely sort of have these conversations, but it's good to reset your priorities a bit. I think. I think, like, that said, you know, that we're not here forever and people aren't going to remember everyone and, and whatever, like, you know, you can certainly help people who are struggling or make your impact on the world that will live on for generations. Like, your, what you do on, in your time might affect everything in a positive way forevermore, do you know what I mean? So, so, you know, and you won't see the result of that, but that is an amazing thing to do. So it's not like your life is therefore pointless. It's like use the limited time you have to try and affect the world forever in, in a good way. And then when you leave it, on it goes, you know, and whatever that might be for you, like, that's different for everyone, but hopefully that's the way to frame it. Yeah. Therefore, we should be really spending every minute we can to try and do that, I think. Yeah. Would you like a weird or wonderful? Um, let's go weird, please. Okay. Tell us about something that you do all the time but are actually terrible at. Less of a question, more of a demand, I suppose. <laughs> uh, something I do all the time, but I'm terrible at. Oh, that is a good question. Um, I mean, I think like 
when you start anything new, like you're, you're probably terrible at it. And that's sort of fine. You know, like we wrote this kid's book and, and I didn't know how to write a book. So that first draft was quite terrible, probably like loads of stuff. Didn't, it was just like an order of things that happened that we thought were funny, but it had no real, you know, like um, jeopardy or reason why people were doing stuff. So um, I think, again, it's a bit like of a, a kind of general answer, but I think, I think any project like nobody's just good at stuff straight away. Like, like we were talking about is, um, you know, so I think, I think not being afraid of that is, is a good thing. Cause you can, everyone's rubbish at stuff to begin with. And then you can, you just learn and you'll get better with time. Like I said, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like one silly thing that I do every day. That's, um, I'm quite bad at sleeping, like bearing in mind that we've, you know, been doing it for all of our entire life. Like being, being able to go to bed on time is still like, a, it's a real victory if I get into bed before like 10 p.m., which I know I want to do because I want to get up early at like seven to work. But like trying to convince yourself at 9 p.m. to get ready for bed. Like I've been doing it every day for my entire existence. And it's really hard and most times can't do it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. What would you say that uh, distracts you from that or stops you from doing that? I think it's that bit of a kid in you that's like, I don't want to go to bed. Because, and now I don't have to go to bed because no one's going to tell me. So, and also like there's loads of the internet to watch and consume and I've been working in a day. So I want to relax now, just do my own thing. And then that kind of rolls over and it's like, you have to really be disciplined. If, like I know that if I go to bed at 10 for me, if I get up at like 7.38, then I'm going to have a positive day. I'm going to feel better at the end of the day. I'm going to get more done and, and I'll be overall happier. But yeah, there's still that like instant gratification thing at 10 p.m. where you're like, oh, I can just watch that video on that thing I'm interested in and then go to bed at 12 and then feel worse the next day, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel you there. It's very like, eat your vegetables. It's like, oh, but I don't really want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and that's like a thing which never ends, but we all know it's like better for you. So, yeah. yeah. Would you like a weird or wonderful? Let's go for a wonderful one. Oh, this will be interesting because I think you mentioned it earlier vaguely. So I was like, oh, that'll be a nice tie in for later. I don't know why I'm prefacing the question. No, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are your most important rules when going on a date? That is a good question. Um, I haven't been on a date for a little while, but when it was, it was, I think a good thing to think of is that you can have, you can definitely have fun anywhere. Like I've been to some rubbish bars and if you're with the right person, like you can laugh about it being rubbish, you know, it's like, I remember used to get, I used to get like really like sort of stressed about oh like going to the right place and a place they'll like and and you know like am I going to need to book a table and what time should I go and all that stuff and it's like actually I don't I'll, on a date from my experience which may or may not be good advice um, I don't think you it doesn't matter where you go just like have f- have fun when you're there if it's rubbish laugh about it being rubbish or you know just just make the situation fun I reckon it's a good rule so if everyone needs a date having fun even if you're not meant to be together forever, like worst case, new friend had had a fun time rather than trying to make it like the perfect date, whatever that is, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree that. What, what, you're only as good as the company you keep something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. That's a saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Did you, uh, did you not go on any uh, Zoom dates or anything over lockdown? No, so I've, I've had a girlfriend for a couple of years now, so um, okay. no, no Zoom dates for me, but... Uh, yeah, I've heard about them. Like that sounds so mad. Like yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Did you do any of them? 
No, luckily, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you make a normal date like more awkward? Yeah, do it on Zoom. Like, yeah, as if it's um, not like so, or for some people, so like anxiety provoking already. It's like, let's do yeah. this where we can only stare at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and there might be like glitches because our internet. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be so awkward. Yeah, that does sound pretty full on. <laughs> also, like fun filters you can do and backgrounds. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's good. Uh, strange world we're in. Um, anyway, would you like a weird or wonderful? Um, let's go for a weird. Okay. What outdated slang do you use on a regular basis? <laughs> I still say lol out loud, which I hate myself for and did it as a joke and then it gets stuck, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, and I'm fairly sure people don't do that anymore. I think that's, yeah, I can't stop it either. So I, I'm, you know, like when you used to look at your parents and there was those things and you never thought you were going to be like them and get stuck in your ways and stuff like that. But yeah, I say lol a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's... the irony route's always the way, like you start saying something ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes normal after a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what is it for you? Have you got one? Hmm. I don't know if this is my most one, but it's, it's certainly the one that came to mind, even though I don't think... I would, maybe, how old? I don't know, when I was like 17 or so, people started saying savage, like ad nauseum, like, oh, that's savage, that's yeah. savage. And it's like, it's it's not, it's not savage. I don't know what it is. It's not that. Um, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. So I don't know. So sometimes I just say that in like a very deadpan manner to things that aren't savage. Remotely. Right, yeah. Yeah, savage is like that. Isn't it? And like legend is another one I say a lot. And there's very few yeah. legends in the world that I call everyone a legend. So I'm not sure everyone. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I love like how blase the level of like blase that it like needs to hit, and like people will start. I don't know. It'll be like, oh, Dave, can you pass the ketchup? Dave passes the ketchup. Oh, thanks, you're a legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's lost Mind the meaning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we grew up with like what, like uh, Arthur he pulled a sword out of stone or whatever. Is that what I'm talking thinking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave he did something like that, didn't he? I think. Yeah, Dave passed a bottle of ketchup. Same thing, apparently. <laughs> Same, yeah. Same impact. Well, yeah. Would you like a weird or wonderful? Let's go wonderful, please. Okay. I like asking this one. I like asking all of them, but this one I'm like particularly, because the, the guest gets to be, uh, what would it be? Hedonistic? Ah, I'll just read the question. Okay. I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> um, so good. What do you think you do better than 90% of people? Ah, uh, I see. I see what you mean now. Um, Self-indulgent, that's, that's what Well, it's a tough question to answer, isn't it? Because then you, you're instantly saying you're not a better level, but uh, I don't think that really. But I, I think in a weird way, I'm quite good at not doing what other people do, I think. Like, I think it's, I think it's good to, I'm not getting too deep, like, it's, it's good to just sometimes just question like what is going on and is, is what everyone, you know, for me, and this is annoying because if I'd heard someone say this on a podcast a few years ago, I'd sort of instantly be like, oh, no, I don't really like it anymore. But like, I went vegan, <laughs> like, at Christmas, and I've eaten meat my whole life, you know, and this isn't, this isn't going to be a preach thing about that. But, yeah, I just, like, look, I just researched it. Again, why the internet is so great, because you can now get facts on stuff. You can watch videos of, you know, um, animals, you know, how, how they arrive from your plate, all those things, and whatever you believe is fine, of course. But... For me, I just did the research and I was like, okay, well, now I like, I'm making my decision. I'm kind of questioning what, what the rest of the world probably thinks, but I have found the evidence for what I want to do and I'm, I'm going to do it. And I think 
that's good. It's good to commit to that. And once you have like a motivation, like once for me, once, once I'd seen some of those things, once I kind of read some of the facts, it was easy to do because I was like, oh yeah, I've made that decision for a reason. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I think, I think I'm quite good at questioning stuff like that, I think. Um, I'm not perfect, obviously, but it's, it's good to do that sometimes. I think we're just sort of, you know, the status quo, what you've kind of grown up with and you just sort of assume is always right. It's, it's good sometimes just to be like, is that, is that definitely, definitely right? And then that's hard to do as well, but yeah hopefully i'm good at that i think yeah i'd agree to that um what would that be inquiry inquiry there we go yeah Not, uh, 90th, yeah 90th percentile of inquiry we'll give we'll give that <laughs> i'll um, take it nice. <laughs> uh would you like a weird oh wonderful let's go let's go weird okay also a fun one who was your first fictional crush fictional crush uh is it in space jam that there's Jessica Rabbit. Is that Space Jam? I, I don't know. She was like, like a cartoon that I was yeah. like, I don't really understand why I'm interested in her, but I, well, I, part of me is. Um, but it's very confusing because there was also Bugs Bunny there, I think. And is it that film? Don't know. But it was like cartoons. There was a lot going on. So I think I was just more confused than anything. Um, but then, yeah, I, yeah, I think probably, yeah, I think that's probably who I, who I had my biggest crush on. Then into the real world, not fictional, obviously. Ariana Grande for a long time. And then, uh, and also there's a lady who probably not, except that people won't know who she is. Um, she was a presenter. She was called Gabby Roslin. She's about 55 now, I think. And she did a TV show. And I, was, I remember like being there with my parents and being like, I love this show, but I couldn't really tell you anything about the show, but I just quite fancied her. So yeah, there's my yeah. three weird, weird crushes. Probably. How what, about you? What an absolute evolution. Um, I think mine, and this is kind of strange because you never actually see her face, but I was, I saw enough and I was like, I'm sold. Um, <laughs> the, do you, do you remember the mayor's wife from the Powerpuff Girls? Wow, that is niche. I do like Powerpuff Girls because um, it's on the show that we do as well, but uh, I don't specifically remember the mayor's wife, no. Oh, yeah. Um, it, her, seemingly a few uh, like 90s early 2000s shows had or cartoons rather had um, like a tendency to like cut like either the parents heads off so you only saw them from like like Cow and Chicken down. remember that show yeah 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 so you know exactly it, yeah, like that, yeah. Um, yeah. and that was similar to the mayor's wife you saw like her hair because it was like big and ginger and then um, I don't want to be put on a list so I'm going to stop here <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, would you like a weird or wonderful for your final question? Let's go for a final weird question. Okay. Please. If you could look at someone and know three stats about them, what would you want to know? Wow. Three stats about them. So like imagining they're kind of like a computer game character and you can see all their, their bars. I'd like yeah. to know how happy are you? Because I just would love to know like what percentage of the world are, are you know, would say that they're happy. I think that'd be interesting. Um, I'd be like, maybe, hmm, I don't know, it's really tough, isn't it? Um, what would you, have you got any more? What would you, what would you say? Um, I think whenever I've thought about this question, the closest I've got is, I'm honestly only like one stat. And I think it was just like, what are they passionate about? Because that's yeah. like a good way to make a connection, hopefully. That's true, isn't it? Because yeah, if you knew that, then you would, you'd approach strangers more often in a nice way if you were like oh you love that thing you'd instantly connect about it that's a good one yeah for sure maybe i don't know even political views don't know if you really want to know that but like you could probably have some interesting conversations on the tube 
if mm. you knew everyone's like views and then you could just chat about it you know and then that'd be quite good i guess um, yeah that's an interesting one i think yeah maybe yeah yeah and so and, and that happy one too i'd be curious to know what the um the the median number is let's say it's out of 100 i'd be curious to know what like the average is yeah yeah same like, maybe like what are you struggling with would be quite good just be mm. you wouldn't want to maybe know that all the time because that'd be tough but um and maybe they wouldn't want you to know that themselves which is also fine but maybe you could we could help each other a bit more if we if we knew knew that um and people were like happy to share it but didn't know how to talk about it that would be yeah. a good thing to know for the world. What an altruistic answer. Well, d- listen, I'm, I'm saying some of the right things, but some of them are harder in practice, aren't they? And, uh, um, I don't, don't want to pay, pay myself. This is super, uh, super crazy. Guy, but I think that'll be good. That'll be nice. I agree. Um, okay. Well, final question. What yeah. are you working on at the moment? What is happening right now? So, uh, yes, we mentioned this, this book. So, uh, yeah, that is first... Book I've ever done. It's with my best friend who um, also does some kids radio presenting. Um, and yeah, we've known each other for 10 years. And it's one of the things I'm, I'm really proud about. I, th- I think it's funny. I think we've, hopefully whatever age you are, you will, you will laugh at it. It's, it's like, I, you know, like films, I'm not comparing it to this film, but like, like Toy Story or something where you go watch it the first time you, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, that's, that's funny. And I like the characters. And then when you watch it as an adult, you're like, that. I did not see that the first time. That is actually quite funny that's hopefully what we've tried to do with this book so yeah it's uh hopefully relevant what's going on so that's cool um what else is happening at the minute and um, i do this show uh, scrambled on on itv on saturday and sunday mornings if you're ever up at 7 30 to 9 30 a.m uh probably not people listening to this but if you're hungover or still up in the morning then you might see me doing something strange uh, and that's that's me on there which is good and then um yeah a tiktok i'm making making silly videos on as well which which is fun that's that's good and uh yeah and that's kind of kind of my life right now at this exact moment um yeah which is good so i'm just working on all those things building them slowly but like oh also i was in a show called i hate susie that just came out which is with billy piper it's on sky yeah i swear i i feel like i saw something about that or i certainly saw like a picture of you on stage i I believe right yeah 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 Yeah. that's right yeah so so yeah i've been in that recently so um that was really interesting. That was my first kind of proper acting role. I've done like, you know, kids' character stuff, but that was, that was an interesting thing. And meeting her and doing it with her, who's, you know, she's been in the industry a long time and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what Al's announcement I hate Susie. It's quite, um, it is very adult and it's very raw, like, about, yeah, a sort of lady who gets some photos leaked online. And it's, it's quite kind of, I don't know, yeah, like deep and also raw, but it's, it's funny as well. So, that's your thing yeah maybe check that out thanks for listening to another episode of 17 questions this time starring luke franks if you're looking to find him online you can find him at luke franks one on instagram luke underscore franks on twitter and my life as luke on tiktok and for us it's super simple you can just find us at 17 questions on instagram we hope you enjoyed another episode of weird and wonderful 17 questions see you next week for another one.